Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Elio. He's Bray Wyatt's favorite postman, Ben. This is the PNC Percussion Wrestling Podcast. Ben, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm in a fantastic mood. This is my last responsibility before I escape from the uh, from the hellhole that has become professional wrestling and all of my personal podcasting responsibilities. I saw you. I saw you. I saw you working out. That video you posted. Are you all bulked up because you have a lot of uh, mail to deliver from uh, Gray yeah, Wyatt? I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that you have I'm, this. I'm I'm really ladies and gentlemen, hold on, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host is double dipping. Not only is he the co-host of this podcast, he's also Bray Wyatt's personal postal worker. Y- yes, uh, Adam Pierce stole my gimmick, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was that was like. I, I was caught between being like angry and amused at that. <laughs> so, I'm not sure. All right, so um, yeah, so you're going away for a week. Yes, I am. That's so cool. where, where where are you going? Uh, Jersey Shore. So we're gonna have a good time. No, not the television show. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fuck no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you, might, you might run into Robert Stone, aka Robbie E. Um, yeah, that 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 gimmick is just terrible. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. What are you? So, what are you gonna be doing? Just like going uh, away? And oh yeah, we're just uh, you know, this is our yearly family thing. So oh, what, it's uh, that your whole family is going. Yes, oh, that's, so, pretty, that's pretty. That's pretty. like uh, when. Uh, I was uh, when I was a kid. Um, our our yearly trip was down to New Jersey to visit my uncle. Stay there for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, that's that's where that's where I'm going is New Jersey. So it's uh, it's um, gonna be fun. Now you see so. the Jersey. Actually, where exactly is because I was uh, somewhere I don't know I don't know if I if that where I was was the Jersey Shore but it was um because I was like uh, I was like a kid and I, I was I didn't really know like my way around yeah um well it's um it's definitely a part of it because <laughs> it's um it's it's right next to Avalon which is a big part of a big part of the uh, vacation spot in uh, in Jersey, so, okay, so yeah, so so definitely definitely uh, part of that for sure. Definitely not to where I was because I I was around. I used to go. My uncle lived in uh, Patterson, like in the, in the round in um, Elmwood Park. Right. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we just uh, finished watching SmackDown. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I got I got to I got to tell you, um, parts of it were were uh, very confusing. Oh, um, oh my! Uh, hold on, I'm guessing that the ending was confused. One of the parts that was confusing for you. Yes, uh, that would be. I mean, like look. I I understand what they're what they're trying to do, and I, I think I think they use 
uh, Jimmy Uso to um, further this heel turn. Um, I think, no, actually, that was Shane. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, that's what I meant. What I happened to Jimmy. Jimmy? What the? Or, where where um, is he? Well, he, he uh, um, I meant to say Jay. Um, no, but what was, happened to Jimmy? Jimmy got hurt at, um, oh. I think, WrestleMania 36. Oh, okay. In that ladder match. And right, uh, yeah. he messed himself up. Um, but, um, so... I think they're using Jay to further this uh, heel turn from Roman Reigns. Um, and and from that perspective, I get it. But it's just, they are really, um, they're really reaching in terms of, in terms of logic here. Because, um, you know, because originally it was supposed to be um, big E in that spot. Um, that Jimmy had or Jay had, um, and then, um, I think they realized that it was it was too early to have uh, Big E as a championship contender, especially as they're going to push him. Right. As a, He's an, he was an NXT champion. Yeah, but you know, I just I just think it's too early in his in his singles run. Oh. If, to, to push him as a um, championship contender. I think they got to definitely build him up some more. Okay, that. well, well, fans, uh, we have SmackDown, NXT, AEW, our AEW All Out uh, preview, and our weekly uh, trip back in time. And uh, Ben, why don't, why don't we, why don't we uh, since we were talking about SmackDown, why don't we get that uh, underway? Underway with the, that. Yes, absolutely. And so, uh, here is our SmackDown review. Ben. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Absolutely. Um, I guess that's my unfortunate duty uh, this week. <laughs> uh, well, after all, I did volunteer. But anyway, um, so immediately we get um, uh, Roman Reigns out um, out with Paul Heyman. Okay. And, um, uh, hold on. This yeah. is the this is the first time we've seen Roman Reigns since SummerSlam. What, what, do, what do you think? Well, like like I said earlier, uh, I I understand where they're trying to go, but they have to tweak a couple of things in order for me to take this seriously. He definitely has a, you know a, a renewed era of intensity, and I can appreciate that. But um, I think I think they have to change his entrance music because it's it's still the same as, as the shield which but, but to me that doesn't identify him as a heel at all um you know all he has is this um uh you know the t-shirt thing and i, I noticed um 
I noticed that Paul was calling himself a special counselor to the uh, to the uh, tribal chief. Tribal chief, which I, which I thought was kind of stupid. Uh, but having, having that, said that, 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 that's that's such a long uh, thing. It's such a long uh, nickname. Why? But if if they're gonna go with that, then I, you know, have them, you know, have them take his shirt off or have something where we can, where we can see his back. Where, where he's got all those new tattoos and really emphasize um, the, the, you know, the badass look. Um, but it's, it's not doing it for, for me with the, with the no change in entrance music and just him wearing a t-shirt and those same shield pants. Um, you know, it doesn't really scream heel to me. Um, so I think they got to, they got to tweak that a little bit, and then in terms of in terms of the promo, and I, I promise you, we're just gonna go high, highs and lows, and I'm not just going off. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in terms of the promo from from Paul Heyman, I really I really liked it because it wasn't it wasn't just the same old promo that we get all the time. Yep. Um, he said that. Um, that it, it wasn't it wasn't him that made um, that that made Reigns uh, this way. It was it or it wasn't it wasn't Heyman corrupting Reigns. It was Reigns corrupting Heyman, and <laughs> okay. um, and that, that he that that Reigns saved him from from becoming irrelevant because he just got tossed out. As the head of um, as the head of Raw Creative, um, you know, but he said that, he said that the reason um, why Reigns had become had become this um, was because he wasn't getting a, appreciation um, from the fans because he came back after you know the leukemia and he called the leukemia a life-threatening illness which which it it, it definitely is but in this case i i don't think the i don't think the leukemia was as serious as as uh wwe made it out to be so um, in my case it is because my friend had it and uh, he passed away Oh, and uh, no, I'm not saying leukemia isn't serious. I'm just saying I'm. The oh, way the way, yeah, the way, the way he, yeah, the way, the way he made it sound, yeah. Yeah, and and just the way that they that they, that they handled that. Yeah, I'm that not bad. saying I'm not saying anything about bad about leukemia or, or discrediting his illness. I'm not saying that at all. I just no, that's just that, said, that, that that's the fans. I just said that, that given yeah. how. WWE made it sound. It was a little weird to now hear life-threatening illness coming from WWE. Um, but anyway, okay. Uh, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, his T-shirt. Show up in when did you read this? Apparently, yeah. uh, WWE uh, just uh, filed a trademark for show up and win. Oh, for fuck's sake! 
And I don't know if you read this. I, I just have to get this out. Did you know yeah. that apparently uh, um, Stu, the superstars are banned from using Cameo or Twitch now? Uh, well, yeah, I just heard that during SmackDown. And, and then that, apparently uh, Vince, uh, apparently WWE uh, owns the character names as well as their legal names. How do you own someone's legal name? Well, multiple, multiple uh, superstars have come out and said that, he, um, that Vince didn't say that. But even, even if, even if he didn't say that part, it, it's it's ridiculous in my opinion that he would ban them from using Twitch and Cameo or whatever because uh, number number one as as Vince himself has brought up many times, um, they're independent contractors. Um, num and number two, um, it's it's just another way for WWE to exert control. And, you know, it, it just lends credence to what we've been saying all along. If, if WWE didn't create it, they want nothing to do with it. Um, and personally, I think if you're stopping people from making money um, during a pandemic, uh, especially, especially, especially since they're not making extra money off of merchandise sales, and they're not they're not getting the the pieces of the pie from you know the live gates and stuff like that. Um, I think that's a real piece of shit move uh even even if it is legal to do um i confess that i'm that i'm not going to put my toe in the water as to speculation over over whether it is legal or not because i'm not i'm not up to snuff on on that part of it i'm i'm not a lawyer i don't know how that works um but it it just it just seems that it's uh, that was a real piece of shit move, and I even, I even tweeted um, tweeted something to um, to that degree because I because uh, Mick Foley was was saying that you know it was a it, it was a real crummy move by them, and I was that's when that's when I tweeted and I said um, you know I highly doubt if that's even legal number one and number number two. Even even if it is, it's, it, that move is going to backfire by WWE, and you know it's it's just another another example of what we've been saying all along. Yeah, you know, at this point, WWE is grasping at straws because because they their product, um, you know, in terms of entertainment value, has reached an all time low. And like I said, I think they're just trying to exert any element of control that they can. So, I mean, it's it's not it's not completely unexpected, um, but I I just you know I don't that's not going to go over very well. Okay, all right. Uh, so let's go on. Uh, sorry, I, I just I just wanted to ask uh, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean. I mean, like I said, I'm not gonna, yeah. I, I'm not gonna slam them. 
because uh, I'm not up on the, you know, legality of that, but it, it, just, it just seems like it's a move that's going to backfire uh, okay. on him um, right. significantly. Okay. So it's uh, go on after this opening one. Um, so, um, so after, after we get the, the promo explaining why, um, the, which, was, which was a high point, because this is a very good promo, yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so the report they gave it an A. Yeah, and I I, I agree with that actually um, because this was this was very um, very well executed I thought. Um, and then a little bit later on, we get um, we get uh, Jay approaching approaching. Um, Roman backstage and says that he, uh, you know, he's been trying to get to him. And so they had a couple of, they had a couple of conversations, uh, Jay and uh, Roman throughout the evening, which, which set up uh, Jay's involvement in the um, fatal four-way match. Um, it's important to, uh, to note that, uh, Big E was originally scheduled to be in that fiddle four-way, uh, as I as I said earlier. Um, you know, WWE may have realized that they jumped the gun with that one, so they had uh, they had Sheamus take him out by um, executing white noise through the uh, windshield of the car, which uh, which was a which was a bad spot. And uh, I was, um, you know, I'd be legitimately concerned if somebody asked me to do that spot because that did that didn't look like it felt very good. Um, but um, but yeah, this um, Jay Uso was a focus throughout the evening, and um, and we'll get into that as we discuss the main event. The the other the only other uh, segment I really wanted to mention was there was the um, Bailey heel turn on Sasha. Uh, the heel turn was was executed um, as we've been uh, as we've been uh, speculating over the last number of weeks. Um, however, um, I was expecting it to be. Uh, Sasha that turned on Bailey, uh, not the other way around. Um, but this was a this was a pleasant little uh, little uh, you know wrinkle in the game plan here. Bailey destroyed her. Holy crap! Uh, yeah, I was um, I was very um, I was very impressed by the actual um, physicality of the segment. Yeah, I was I was expecting that from Bailey. Um, but, but one, one of the, one of the things that I was, um, uh, underwhelmed by, um, here was, was just the absolutely pitiful job that was done by commentary in putting this over. It was, it was all they did, excuse me, all they did was, was stand there shell shock. But, um... Yeah, so this just like uh, 
came out of nowhere. Like, I don't mean like came out of nowhere, but like this was like came out of nowhere. It's not like where she was, she didn't look like all mad that they lost. She was like uh, in the corner telling the, telling the EMTs to be careful with Sasha Banks. Yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, the actual um, segment between uh, between Sasha and Bailey was, was executed very well. I, the only part that I didn't, that I didn't like, as I said, was the announcers. I mean, you know, the way that they were announcing it, it was, like, it was almost like, oh, I went to the store. It's kind of a shitty weather today. That yeah. was terrible, man. Corey, yeah. Gra- Corey Graves. Ugh. Well, <laughs> speaking of Corey Graves, <laughs> did, you, did, did you notice the line in Paul Heyman's promo? Where yeah. He, about Car- 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 Carmelo's uh, new boyfriend or something. Carmelo's latest boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, Carmelo's latest boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was hilarious. Oh. Okay, that's it. Paul Heyman versus uh, Corey Graves. Oh, uh, I, 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 I would pay. I would pay money <laughs> to see that. And then um, after this, we can just um, uh, fast forward to. Um, to the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, sorry. They gave that Sasha Banks Bailey uh, segment. They gave that a B plus. Absolutely agree with that. I I would give the actual segment uh, like an A minus if it wasn't for the sh- uh, shitty commentary job. Um, I just have to ask before you move on to the your the next one. I just have to see this whole semi Zayn thing. Cause I'm just looking at it right now. I just uh, wanted to be like real quick. Yeah. Well, the, you see, from a storyline perspective, it makes perfect sense. And from an in-ring perspective, I I love uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, when he won the uh, Intercontinental Championship. I mean, I was I was so freaking happy, and then he um, he got in trouble um, for um, for some comments that he made on Twitter regarding the um, the pandemic and America's reaction to it. Ooh, okay. And um, the stupidity of, of people and, and blah, blah, blah. Well, because I know, like, uh, he couldn't travel because he's, uh, he's here in Montreal, so. Well, yeah, but, but the, and I'm sure that was part of the reason why he hadn't been on TV. How, however, I also think that part of it was um, WWE disciplining him for um, using his company Twitter account to, to say that um, oh, because okay. um, because number one and and I'll be honest with you I mean I I ripped a Sami Zayn a new ass in, in, in my head because Ouch, what the hell <laughs> bad no, image well yes <laughs> go but, on but but the fa- the fact of the matter is. He, and and look, First Amendment rights. You can say whatever you can say whatever you want, and even if I disagree with you, I will I will <laughs> vehemently fight for your for your right to say that. Um, that is that is your right as an American citizen, uh, or well, 
well, he's not an American citizen, but, um, you know, but here in America, we, we embrace that, that right. But, but in my, in my humble opinion, uh, Sami Zayn exposed himself as an asshole and, in, in that scenario, my my immediate response was, "Fuck you, Sami Zayn." So, I still um, I still hold on to that from from his handling of the situation. Having having said that, though, I do there is part of me that respects Sami Zayn because he. Um, you know, he has done a lot to help um, people from a humanitarian perspective. Okay. So, so I have to say that I respect that from him. But I, I was really turned off in the way that he handled the uh, pandemic uh, comments and just, just really, just really unnecessarily just railing on people and. And just, I, I thought just taking advantage of, of his position to get on a soapbox and, and light people up, which which I which I always find it funny uh, when WWE talent choose to do that, considering who they work for. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not the biggest Vince Vince McMahon fan from a creative perspective i've questioned some of his business decisions yes i will fully admit that and i um i stand by everything i've said on this podcast um however i do find i do find it uh very interesting when uh when wwe employees choose to go after uh you know donald trump in america considering uh, who um who is a very close friend of Donald Trump's in in Vincent Mann. So I just find that very funny, and <laughs> I I find that ironic. But so. do, do do you see uh do you see a familiar storyline here? Uh, what's that? With Sami Zayn and Jeff Hardy. Oh oh yeah, with the with the who's the real Intercontinental Champion? Yeah, Razor yeah. Ramon and Shawn Michaels. Of course, yeah. And from, like I said, from the storyline perspective, I absolutely love it. And from a, from an in-ring perspective, I love Sami Zayn. So, um, you know, so I just had to I just had to give you both sides of my my argument because it's like when when I say something, I I'm not I'm not trying to be a, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just I'm kind of known for just being brutally honest. You know, and um, but but I try to be fair also because because there are some things that I respect very much about the TVZ. Um, so that's what that's what I have to say about that situation. Okay. <clears throat> um, but uh, going to the main event, um, you know, the the th- the thing is, is it's like I said, I understand what what they're doing with. Jey Uso in terms of furthering uh, Roman Reigns' heel turn, um, but what did what did Jey Uso do um, to um, to des- to deserve a, a WWE um, qualifying um, 
That was a very odd choice. Okay. Opportunity. Wait, let, let, let me ask you this. Who would you have put in this place? Um, let's, uh, well, let's see. Um, do you see somebody feuded with two of the, these four guys? See, Matt Riddle's not ready yet. No. So that's why, um, that's why I'm asking, like, who would you put in place of Jey Uso? Uh, I would I would have put AJ Styles in there. Okay. AJ Styles and Roman Reigns, okay. Yeah, I mean, who who would it, who would you have put in there? Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of anyone else. AJ Styles makes sense. I can't. I wouldn't put Jeff Hardy in there. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, clearly he's already the Intercontinental Champion, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess AJ AJ Styles is involved in the Intercontinental Championship. There's really no one else on the roster. <laughs> which, which is why, which is why I think they went with with Jey Uso. So I'm not. I mean, I'm not blind to that. I just, I, it's just logic gaps like that. No, because you're asking me who I would, I would put, but then, then that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, there's no one else on the roster. Yeah, it's, I, I it's hard to like pick someone to put in that spot. Um. So, well, apparently, apparently, you know, some I can see why some people, um. Why? Why some people are really into this? Because, for, from a from a storyline perspective, the story tells itself. So, so I mean, I get it. But in terms of in terms of the logic that I look for, um, you know, it, it just wasn't there, and it, and it really shows how shorthanded uh, WWE is. And is how how uncreative, I guess. Because to me, to me, what I would have done is, I think it was the right call to take Big E out of out of the, out of the fatal four way. So in my book, you don't have to add in any, anybody else. Just make it a triple threat match. Like right. Uh, the the situation would have solved itself. Triple threat match, like uh, because we know, like I don't think it would hurt any one of those three. While well, Matt Riddle, we know we already said, but I don't think it would hurt either Baron Corbin or Sheamus to win and get a championship match because we know they're not going to win anyways. So it wouldn't really hurt them. Yeah, I just um, you know, I just you know. I don't. I don't get it. Hey, what would you? Um, what would you give this match? You know, I, I like the actual match. I mean, I would. I would have given it maybe a seven. No, a letter. Oh, a letter. Um, I would give it a a C. Ble- uh, Bleacher gave them. It gave it a B. Oh boy. <laughs> they were more yeah. generous. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, well, like I said, I'm. I just, 
when it just comes to to putting someone in a match for the sake of filling a spot because you messed up. And look, you know, Jay against, Jay against Roman is very intriguing as a match in and of itself, but not, you know, not not for the not for the WWE champion the Universal Championship at this point in time. I mean to me that's just that reeks of desperation. Right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our review of SmackDown. I actually like uh, asking you what you would give these matches because then I like to compare them to Bleacher and see uh, like how how well we do. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that is our SmackDown review. We are going to move over to NXT. Did you watch NXT this week or no? Um, I, I saw uh, bits and pieces of it. To be honest with you, I was, and I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to watch the main event in its entirety after I get off the, the air with you. Okay. Um, but I, I can tell, I can tell you one thing. Uh, from the perspective of this this four way four way match, um, you know, I think I think for anybody that's a dream match scenario. And when you put Gargano, when you put Champa, uh, when you put Cole, and when you put Bauer all in the same ring, um. To me, on paper, that should be a match of the year candidate, and especially, especially when you put the stipulation on it of being a sixty-man or sixty-minute Iron Man match. Um, you know, I I think that that could have been executed so much better because, um. You know, you're gonna put that stipulation on it and not give us a clean winner. But so, so instead of giving us a clean, decisive winner of a 60-minute Iron Man, All right, don't jump, don't jump ahead. We're gonna get there. You know, I so so the so the booking and just the decision making is very is very odd. And it's it's to me it's indicative of a of a systemic issue in uh, NXT. And you know, as I said on episode seventy five, I went in on on Vince taking a more active role in NXT, and I think that this that this decision more than any other. Um, should really tell you of, of Vince possibly, well, definitely in my book, having a, in, having a significant influence, and it's just terrible. Because NXT as it, as it was, I don't, I don't see any, 
any riffraff or any, you know, extracurricular activity um, taking place in a match like this, uh, let, let, alone, let alone a uh, decisive champion being crowned at the end of it. Like, the old NXT wouldn't have done that. And so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something after my report, but um, I want to ask you, uh, NXT on Tuesday, what do you think about this date for NXT? Well, I, I think it would be I think it would be the best move for them to make. Um, and do we're I doing think, it all over again next week, I believe. Well, because because let, let's be let's be honest, right? S- since the inception of AEW, you know, everybody's been like Wednesday Night War, Wednesday Night War. I I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, you know, and and look, I've I've been much more reserved this entire this entire podcast, you know, and I'm I'm gonna try in, in the future to be like, you know, kind of more held back in in terms of the language, but but these these things just make me upset because um because to me. Like I understand ratings being a big deal in, in, in TV, but f- from my perspective as a fan, I don't give a damn. I want quality professional wrestling that makes sense and is logical and that is fun to to sit down and enjoy. Just like I've been, just as I've I, as I've attempted to sit down and enjoy wrestling for the last twenty nine years. That's what I want. I don't give a damn about about ratings. So, um, so, so for me, Tuesday would be fantastic. Um, do I see that happening? Uh, no, um, because because I I I don't think that um, because in, in a certain way, I think that would be WWE kind of. Uh, Kind of moving away from the competitive aspect of it, and um, what, what, and while for us the, as fans, that would be great for each company just to focus on their own thing. Um, do I see that happening from from like the higher ups in the company? No. Um. So. So you know. I, I want NXT to be back the, the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've made several decisions um, that have just really, really um, made me raise an eyebrow. And, um, and I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if it's for the betterment of, of the company. You know, because... Look, I loved NXT from from the jump. Um, I'm, I'm talking about this this current, uh, you know, incarnation. Of, yeah, uh, the, the, the the NXT where they had the the competition stuff that was just stupid. I didn't enjoy that. No, no, but uh, like for for me, the NXT as I know it is the best brand on planet Earth, and and for me right now. With NXT being in such a transitional phase, 
and just seeing seeing what it's turning into, I'm not a fan. Okay. So. All right. So let's see what we have here. Our opening match is a six-man tag team street fight. We have Fandango. Well, okay. Well, Breezango and uh, Isaiah Swift Scott defeating Legado del Fantasma, Joaquin Wilde, Raul Mendoza, and Santos Escobar in uh, 11:53. Yeah, well, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you what, I, I was, I was shocked as hell that um, Brazango won the uh, NXT Tag Team Championship. Yeah, I, so, right. I was, I was like yeah. shocked too because I wasn't expecting that. Then we had Candice LeRae defeating Casey Cadenzaro. They gave this match in three minutes exactly. What, what's the point? What is, what is the point of, of having a match? Like, like look, those girls should not be involved in a squash match at all. So it's just, well, you know, I don't get it. And now following the match, uh, Candice LeRae got on the mic and said, she wants to like uh, hash things out with uh, Tegan Ox and the rights to go to her house for dinner and to uh, resolve things. Oh, Christ. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. I can just see it next, next week. Dinner at the Gargano's. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> then we had, okay, this was surprising. Timothy Thatcher defeating Bronson Reed by submission. I love them. Timothy Thatcher. This yeah. guy is like one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's for me, it's um, Dexter Loomis and uh, Timothy Thatcher that are at the top of my NXT list right now. Now let me ask you something. Um, Timothy Thatcher, is this? Are you seeing him like? Have you seen him before? Or are you seeing him for the first time in NXT? I had heard of him um, prior to NXT. Like, like like me, I've only heard the name. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I'd be lying to you if if I said I I, I had seen a match or anything. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if there's a YouTube video because he wasn't before in um, NXT. He was in MLW, so he he had a few matches in MLW. So right. I'll still see if I can find one in the Senate you. Whoa. That brings us to the main event and a four-way Iron Man match for the W for the NXT Championship. Now, I am confused by this. I do not like the results of this match. This was crappy. Uh, now, let me ask you: Am, am I? Am, is this right? Were we were we or we were we not guaranteed a new NXT champion this week? Yes, we were. Which the fact that we weren't given that, and that's stupid because now next week, go on, man. It's beyond. Look, Elio, I I could go off on a fucking two-hour rant <laughs> oh, just <laughs> on this, but I I, I promise you, this podcast will be uploaded next Saturday. <laughs> I, I promised you. I promised you. I would attempt to curb my anger, and I, I am, I am, 
I am trying very, very hard to adhere to Dr. Canella's prescription. I kind of enjoy your answer. So it's just that uh, it's not too, the two hour show is like the, all the editing, but I, do, I enjoy your rants. Your rants are hilarious. Okay. Okay. Well, then, can I can I go on and can I go on a mini one, please? Because go, I, go, I, go, I, I go, have go, one. Go. Okay. Go. All right. This decision making to to not have a definitive winner when when on paper this match could be the match of the year. My head exploded because now. Not only do we not have a definitive champion. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Ben. Actually, yeah. um, I'm, I'm just going to do something quick. Um, this is for later on uh, when, when we're close to ending the show. We're going gonna, we're gonna to take a look at the PWI 500. I want to get your thoughts on oh, this list. Uh, do, you, do you really want me to go on a second rant? <laughs> Good Lord. We, we go from this NXT cluster. Oh, you already saw it. That's right. To the, well, no, we can discuss it, but we're already going from this NXT, you know, this illogical. Both today, you want me to discuss the PWI 500, which, which I can do, trust me. But just one rant to another. Let's, let's just stay focused for a minute. All right, sir. <clears throat> okay, so. So when I first heard that this was going to be a four-way match for the NXT Championship, I was so excited. I, I mean, because these four guys are four of my favorites, period. Uh, whether it be NXT or the entire WWE, these guys are fantastic. And, you know, they really are the pillars of NXT. So I'm like, hmm, well, you know, I'm a little bit surprised we're not having a tournament or something. I thought maybe they could draw this out a little bit. But, you know, I really wasn't going to bitch when, when you got a fatal four-way between Bauer, Cole, Gargano, and Champa. You know, I, I can't complain about that. Surely there's no way they can fuck this up. Well, they fucked it up. <laughs> they fucked this up. And in the process, they fucked the fans. So, so now, now I'm getting upset because, you know, like NXT was always my savior. When Raw and SmackDown would piss me off on a daily basis, as they still do, you know, I had NXT. You know, and 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 literally, literally, I will confess, I have sat at the altar of NXT for years and worshipped them. Okay, I mean, I would go back. Now, I confess, a lot of the time I didn't watch it live. You know, because. Because I, um, you know, I just forgot because it wasn't on online TV or whatever. It was on the, the network. But, like, I would go back and I would binge episodes of NXT and just sit there in absolute awe of what I was seeing. 
And I was like, well, why can't the main roster be more like this? Isn't I, you know what I was doing uh, like a while back, like a while, while back? I was yeah. like, I actually binge watched all of NXT from 2014. Oh, God. I know, right? It was so good. It was fun. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, sign me up for that. Um, <laughs> but, you know. And, but, but then I'm like, well, I better stop. Okay, okay, I can't go in 2015. Wait, so you're going to be here forever. I don't have that, that kind of time to, to uh, spare. Yeah, there, there, are, there are a couple NIC takeovers I'd like to go back and watch um, again. Because you know, because they're just so fucking great. But that—that's my point. I mean, you go—you you go from having this greatness that were that was largely built by these four men in this match. I'm like, surely that you know, this is going to be an absolute classic. And what do they do? You know how Elio wins the last time we had a 60-minute Iron Man match. I can't recall. Uh, actually, uh, Impact had a 30-minute Iron Woman match. That's a lot. That's the last Iron Man match I saw. Okay. Well, you know, it, but my point being, when you have that that stipulation, you know it's go- it's supposed to be special and it's supposed to, you know, be a be a finality of a feud. Yep. Uh, and the fact that they booked this finish in this capacity, and now we're and now we're supposed to wait for for a for a finish next week because yeah, now they're, I didn't like this. And what, now, hold on, I have a question. What was all with with all that thing at the end? What they're friends now? Well, no, because because oh wait, wait, bully club, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't, okay. I don't know. The whole the whole thing was just confusing to me. Yeah, but it was just weird because this is not Bullet Club. This is an NJPW, right? And yeah. Bullet Club is not a WWE created uh, thing. Well, we already know that because of how they <laughs> fucked up Gallows and Anderson in WWE. Don't get me going on a third rant, Elio. This is the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm supposed to be going on vacation tomorrow. This is supposed to be a relaxing transition into having fun for the next week. And you're getting me upset now. Oh, kind of doctor am I? I'm a witch you know, doctor. What, what, what the fuck kind of prescription is this? <laughs> um, which, which is the exact question I'm, I'm asking myself because now next week I'm, we're supposed to get Adam Cole versus Finn Balor. Well, well, what the you know what the fuck happened to to the other two? Did they, did they not perform up to snuff in this match, and now they're they're not going to be involved? I mean, ugh, it's it's just sickening. Yeah, I, I thought a draw, my understanding is a draw is where no one loses. I yeah, mean, so, or, or wins. Yeah, so it's just like one to book a draw in this, this is situa- si- situation is fucking asinine. But but it, you know now now we're gonna get it to get it to get it again between Cole and Bauer. But but what happened to the other two? Oh, I mean, 
where's the, where's the logic in this? I mean, this oh, wait, is Johnny Gargano is going to be at home uh, having dinner with Kim Serena, taking the hugs. Just kill me, <laughs> kill me now. And and you know, and and while I'm all upset, ladies and gentlemen, Elio is partaking in his new favorite pastime of fucking with the control system. What? You know. Well, what? I didn't do anything. No, you're, you're, you're typing new names and cute little questions and all this shit. <laughs> Asking yourself, where'd you get your doctor's license? Well, that's what the fuck I would, I would like to know. <laughs> hey, see, see what I put under your name? Oh, hold on. Let me look. Let me look. Hold on. What? the hell? All right, hold on, I gotta get you on full screen. Okay, well, I'm not a lawyer, what? <laughs> but I play one on TV. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, fuck me, senseless. I just, this, this whole, we're going off the rails here, which is actually kind of fitting because I was going off the rails when I heard of this ending. You know, it's just, why, why must they fuck up every single finish imaginable? I mean, it's not only with NXT, but it's just like, with, with every single show now, it's like, it feels like every single match has a false finish or whatever the hell, you know, and it's just, but especially... But it's different when you're doing a 60-minute Iron Man match. Certainly, that you can't have any fuckability in that situation. But you know, the, but the, the, they're they're fucking with it more than a more than Keith Lee on, on Monday Night Raw. Which actually, actually speaking of um, Keith Lee, because that's a, that's an NXT topic. Did did you hear the Did you hear the reason? Why he's no longer using the Big Bang catastrophe as his finisher? Did no, you hear why, this? Why no? Why? Because of this pornographic references. <laughs> what the fuck, people? So, so, so then they stick <laughs> Big Bang Theory off the air then. Jesus fuck. Um, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Just stop. But Is that why they call it the spirit bomb or something? Uh, well, no, that's why they, that's why they changed his finish to the spirit bomb. Well, wait, wait, but, uh, because I never really uh, got to see Keith Lee in NXT or like, what was his finishing move actually? Um, I'll I'll look it up and send it to you. I can't really describe it, uh, right. you know, here. But anyway, but but you know, might I, might I remind you that that when uh, when Paige, Charlotte, and Becky were were a uh, were an item on Monday Night Raw, an they item. were <laughs> what? <laughs> Stop it! Stop it, you bastard! I mean, you're you're going you're going down the pornographic minefield here. But 
But anyway, you know, they they were originally called the Submission Society. And then No no, hold on. The Submission Sorority Sisters or something. Yeah, the the submissions the submission society, yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, something like that. But, oh, yeah. but anyway, so so then the reason why they changed that was because <laughs> Rogers tagged him in a tweet and been like, "Hey, uh, copyright infringement." Oh um, my god! You know, and they, and they showed this whole series called the Submission wait, Society. Wait, wait. Copyright infringement? What? WBE? Never. What are you talking about? Copyright infringement? They would never do that. What they want to own everything. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, see, well, see what I did? Yeah, and that was well played. But it's, you know, <laughs> this is just, this, getting getting back to business, this, this NXT finish was yeah. just absolutely ridiculous. And, and it, it, it makes me... You see, it's matches like this and endings like this when, um, you know, it, it, it gets me um, legitimately sad about the current state of WWE because I'm not one of these guys that wants to come on here and be bitter and be upset and, and raise my blood pressure talking about wrestling because this is, this is honestly something that I love. Um but it, you know, but then you expect me not to point out the inconsistencies and just the the, the logic gaps that are wider than a goddamn Grand Canyon. <laughs> Excuse me. So, you know, but but so that's that's our NXT review uh, for the evening, and and now we, we will are going to move over to AEW Ben. Oh, oh. Cause I'm TNT I'm dynamite TNT And I will not fight TNT I'm a power load TNT Watch me explode Oh good, I get I get the you wanted to do AEW. Yes, yeah, well, I did, and, and for a very good reason. Um, okay, in terms of, in terms of highs and lows, can I, can I just, can I just say that this was a very underwhelming go-home show for, for I mean, because AEW is, is billing all out as, like, their biggest show of the year. Hey, let me ask you, before you start, what would you give this episode? Um, a five. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I really would. Yeah, um, go ahead. Okay. And then, so, the, the high point for me <laughs> was, um... Was the the, uh, the ending with uh, with MJF and uh, and Moxley? That was actually, just, that was actually uh, not a bad ending. I I it made MJF uh, look like uh, like a serious like wrestler for a change. 
Yeah, so that was that was um, that was pleasant. I'm I'm not convinced that he'll get the he'll get the win on um, on Saturday or tomorrow, I should say. I have to have to interject with the the indie spotlight because that lawyer that Moxley faced. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I just looked him up. He's been in Beyond Wrestling, Shikara, Combat Zone, WrestlePro, and WWE. Oh, so he's been all over the place. So in the WWE, he had uh, one match where he. He lost a tag team match to the Viking Raiders on Monday Night Raw in December of 2019. Oh, very good. Well, uh, yeah, he, he definitely got run over on, on that night for sure. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> God, speaking of the Viking Raiders, how far have they fallen? Uh, <laughs> but any, anyway, um, this is this is not the WWE nope. portion of the show. So anyway, back, back, back to AEW. Go ahead. Moving on. Um, so that was definitely, um, like the number one highlight because like Elio just said, it brought out a whole new side of, um, of MJF, which is, which is very refreshing to see, especially if, if you want me to take him seriously against, uh, against Moxley, just strictly from like a character slash opponent perspective, for God's sake. Um, and then the other uh, the other highlight for me was uh, Thunder Rosa. Oh yeah. Um, and that her, match with Serena Deeb. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I like that match. Yeah, and it was it was just so refreshing to see a legitimately good women's wrestling match on AEW because as Don't. we've as we've gone over ad nauseum. Uh, on this podcast, the women's division for AEW has been absolutely um, ab- abhorrent, quite frankly. Um, PNC exclusive new vocabulary, new word added to the vocabulary. Abhorrent. Go on. What, what you consider that advanced vocabulary? What the hell? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, because I never heard you use that word, abhorrent. I'm just saying, it's funny. Well, after after all, Elio, I am college educated. I have I have two degrees. If you don't believe me, they're right on my wall here. You I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm messing with you too. Can't you can't you play the yeah, game? Yeah, I can tell you. I'm playing along. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> um, so. Yeah, those were those were the highs. Um, okay. The, the the low point. Uh, I'm not gonna give my uh, highs because those are pretty much uh, the same. Yeah, uh, the the low point for for me um, was uh, let me let me just make sure I get the I get this right. Um, oh yeah, the the Jurassic Express. I I. I I honestly don't get it. I don't care. I I really I really don't. And then the other the other thing um was was the brawl that was supposed to set up the um the buy-in battle royal. That it, whole segment was stupid. 
it just, it just seemed to me that they spent a lot, a lot of time uh, setting that up, and it was just unnecessary. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. And then, um, if I, if I'm being honest with you, I'm gonna add another little point, and that is, um, they they decided to put um, this match between Big Swole and Britt Baker on the pre-show. No, no, not anymore. Not anymore. What? They changed, they moved it to the main show. There's another match on the pre-show. Oh, well, what the fuck? They just said on on Dynamite that it was on, on the buy-in. Yeah, but, no, but no, 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 that, but uh, that the uh, what uh, on Dynamite just now? No, the, the, the oh yeah, no, the, no, but no, but uh, like today, I saw today uh, that they uh, they moved it. Uh, even uh, Britt Baker tweeted about it that they moved it to the main show, and there, there's another match on the buy-in. Okay, what, and which match is on the buy-in? Private Party versus the Dark Order, three and four. Oh, what the fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting upset again. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm just, uh, I, I'm just uh, answering your questions. Uh, okay, so you're gonna put the Dark Order, your your biggest stable that you've ju- you've just spent all this time building up credibility. You got them in this storyline with Cody and Brody Lee, and then you're going to put them on the pre-show. Okay, that makes a lot of fucking sense. This is just number three and four. The the, the main losers. I think they're um, freaking... Uh, Reynolds and Silver. Yeah, that's who who's on, on the buy-in. Well, okay. Okay, well... I, I mean, I, I get it. They're the, they're the numbnuts of the group. But still, yeah. It makes the Dark Order look bad, in, in my opinion. So, I don't like that. Um, okay. But but the, the thing is, um, before uh, before AEW's booking made me look like a jackass on my own podcast, um, they're having this um, tooth and nail match. Do you know what this is? <coughs> Well, my my understanding, uh, based on what I read from uh, Tony Khan on the um, on the photo, was that it's going to uh, take place in a dental office. Yeah, in Britt Baker's dental office. Yes, and uh, be similar to a Falls Count Anywhere match. It's apparently going to be a cinematic uh, match. So I, so so you know right off the bat that we're gonna we're gonna get laughing gas. We're gonna we're gonna get the the fucking dental drill. Ugh. You know I I'm not I'm not interested uh, in in seeing that. However, however, in the interest of fairness, because I've never seen a tooth and nail match, I will give it a shot. But um, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't pique my interest. Um, so you say pique? So what you say? Does it uh, what? 
No, I meant peak. It doesn't peak my interest. But <laughs> I said piquet. I said piquet. Like what? Uh, <laughs> I'm frustrated, but no. It, see, see what happens. See, see what happens on this podcast when I have to deal with consistent rounds of bullshit. <laughs> now, now I sound like I took laughing gas from Britt Baker. Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't pique my interest. Yeah, I went. I went to. I went to school. I have a degree. I'm not. A, I have a moron. Anyway, anyway. Um. So that those were my highs and lows from from the show. Yeah, uh, my, uh, my, well, hold on, I'm sorry, let's recap. You said the uh, brawl with the whole, uh, and uh, the big swap, okay. Yeah, those are my lows as well. Yeah. I, overall, I just thought it was a very, uh, very weak. Um, yeah, it was weird. Show, so. Okay, know. so what do you think we get into this uh, all out uh, show that takes place tomorrow night? So All Out is taking place on Saturday, September the 5th from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. There is a total of 10 matches on this card. So let's start top, bottom to top with the buy-in. We have Private Party, Isaiah Cassie, Mark Quinn versus Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Private um, Party. Yeah, I know Private Party. They need this win. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. All right. And then we have the aforementioned match. Britt Baker versus Big Swole in a tooth and nails match. I'm going to go with Britt Baker. Yeah. she. she I, I feel like she needs it because we haven't seen any uh, physicality since she's been out with an injury. So she, she needs the uh, she needs the victory much more than Big Swole does for sure. Next, we have Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a Broken Rules match. Ben, if Matt Hardy loses, he is out of AEW. Ben, do you know what a Broken Rules match is? No. It's a Last Man Standing match. Okay, well then just call it a, a Last Man Standing match. What the fuck? <laughs> Why do you have to call it a Broken Rules? Because oh. I literally clicked on the link for Broken Rules match. It took me to the page that says Last Man Standing match. On top of that, you want, you, want to hear, you want to hear how stupid this is? What's this? So, um, Matt Hardy has said on numerous occasions recently that he's not doing the broken gimmick while there's no crowd because you 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 really you really need the crowd to sell certain right certain aspects and yet, of, yet, yet he's still of doing it the, with the, the whole broken delete. gimmick yeah he's still doing it with the whole delete thing well I, I don't I don't mind the whole delete thing but I'm just saying, I'm just talking about the gimmick itself. 
Yeah, but that's part of the gimmick. The whole delete. But but that's one part, but I'm talking about the whole thing. So, so having said that, if if you've made it clear on numerous occasions that we're not using the broken gimmick while there's no crowd, um, why are we having a broken rules match? (laughs) Right. Um, you know, once again, you know, I do the same thing with WWE and I have to do the same thing with AEW. When there is such a uh, logic gap, you know, I, I have to I have to question the decision making on that one. Um, but yeah. Sorry, go on. Um, because, because it's um, because uh, Matt Hardy has his AEW career on the line. I would have to say Matt Hardy takes this one. Yeah, I'll go with Matt Hardy. Yep. However, I would like to see Sammy Guevara win and then have Matt Hardy come back as as something. You know, like a variation of a gimmick or whatever, but I, I Well hold on, hold on. How would you explain that though? Well, that that's the, that's the thing you can't because it, they bug themselves into a corner with this broken rules match. So, given the stipulation, I would have to say Matt Hardy. Then we have Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. I'm going with Young Bucks here, and I'm going to say that Young Bucks turn heel. Um, I would love that. Yeah, I just you know, I don't have a I don't have an issue with the talent in Jurassic Express. But I'm just, uh, you know, the the gimmick and the whole thing. I I don't I don't dig it. So I would I would have to say the Young Bucks. Absolutely. Our next match is an eight-man tag team match. I hate these uh, large, large number of tag matches. Uh, we have they do they do them all the time. They 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 did them on uh, on the I show. Know, I just, uh, you know, I I just. You know, I I, 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 should, I shouldn't really complain because in Japan you get ten man tag matches and one right after another. Well, what do you fucking do? This is not NJPW. No, I'm not. I'm saying I, I shouldn't be complaining about this because I have to watch that. But did you see that? Did you see that? I I made a rhyme and no soul it, you bastard. What did you do? This ain't MJPW. I got it, okay? I was trying to finish my point. <laughs> okay, so we have Brody Lee, Cabana, Evil Luna, and Stu Grayson versus Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. The Dark Order. The Dark Order. For sure. For sure. So you see, that's why they had Renault and Silver on the plane. Take that fall so they can win on the main show. Yeah, and that makes the most sense to me, so. Okay, for the AEW Women's Championship, Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa, but I'm going to go with Hikaru Shida here. Yeah, I uh, I don't see Thunder Rosa winning it this quick, although I wouldn't complain. But uh, given the fact that she, um, she's probably not as well known to the AEW um uh, fan base uh, and the fact that I really like Hikaru Shida as well and she needs it to solidify her reign uh, because there haven't been a lot of uh, of uh, championship matches for her I'm going to have to go with 
uh, Sheeta as well. Okay. Then we have for the tag team championships Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus FTR with Toby Blanchard in their corner. I'm taking FTR. I'm taking FTR, and uh, something's going to happen where Kenny Omega turns. Yeah, that's my exact prediction as well. Then we have the Mimosa Mayhem match. The only way you can win is by pinfall, submission, or throwing your opponent into a tank of Mimosa, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. (sighs) (laughs) All right, well, um, well, um, aside from the fact that my eyes are rolling across the desk, you know, if if it wasn't for the fact that Chris Jericho's involvement, I would be like, I would be shitting all over this. If it wasn't, uh, if Chris Jericho was involved, we wouldn't be seeing this match. No, no, but, the, but and I get that, but I'm just saying, if, if if I didn't have such faith in Chris Jericho to pull something like this off, I would be shitting all over this. Um, but um, I'm going to have to go with Orange Cassidy. Yep. I have to go with Orange Cassidy as well. That brings us to our last match. For the AEW Championship, we have John Moxley defending against MJF, and I'm going to go with John Moxley on this one. Yeah. Um, and oh, the- I'm sorry. Before we do that, um, I, I missed, uh, I missed uh, 21 men battle royal, casino battle royal. The winner receives a future championship. Here, here are the names in the in the battle royale. Okay. Okay. Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Penta L Zero M, Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy and Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana and Ortiz, Chuck Taylor and Trent. And another another one to be uh, announced. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Archer. Archer, ooh, ooh rematch from NJPW. I'd like to see that Archer and Moxley. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because go, I'm going. My, I'm taking Moxley to win the main event. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, look, you know, had this been had this match taken place. In a regular scenario, in front of a in front of a crowd, um, I would I would say pull the trigger and put it on MJF, but um, but g- g- given the scenario, um, you know I'm gonna have to give it to Moxley and and also also because of the fact that. Um, I just I don't know if I don't know if MJF is ready yet, but he's he's definitely almost there. I would say give it two or three more pay per views, uh, especially if we can get some uh, with crowds involved, and then hopefully, and then MJF. Well, well, um, you know, um, AEW has started bringing fans back in because they're they're actually doing they're actually doing the right thing <laughs> with keeping fans safe and actually giving a fuck. What a normal concept. Uh, you know, should take notes. 
but but don't don't you know, Elio? They can't do that because they didn't do it first. So really, you know, they, they can't they can't do the right thing by the people because AEW already did that. So WWE has to fuck us on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, so that is our preview of AEW All Out Battery. I'm looking forward to this preview. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure, why not? Yeah. And I, I, I really, um, number, number one. I think that's the first time we've ever universally agreed on a card. <laughs> um, and number, number two, I. Uh, I really do have high expectations for this, um, so I'm looking forward to it tremendously. Now, Ben, I just got a message. Uh, I just uh, found an old letter that I got that was sent, that was given to me uh, years ago. Apparently, your name was entered into a 1987 event. I think we have to fight with the DeLorean and go back in time. Uh, yeah, but because apparently, uh, I, I don't know, but in 1987, I wasn't even born yet, so... Uh, well, apparently, according to this letter, you, know, you were. Was, so. it, was this a Harry Potter-level prophecy here? I believe um, so, but uh, we're going back to September the 4th, 1987, WWF, third annual King of the Ring. something and this one took place on friday september 4th 1987 from the providence civic center in providence rhode island so let's see what we have on this card did you see this card no one's uh, seen this card i don't think it's available anywhere this was i think this was like a, a house show for a king of the ring and then this was nice. before this was before they made King of the Ring a pay per view. Okay. Because before King, the very first King of the Ring that you can record as a pay per view was in '93. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. All right. So in round one, we had Haku defeating Brutus Beefcake. Well, of of course. I mean, because Haku's a legit fucking badass. <laughs> Uh, Rick Martel defeating Denny Spivey. King Kong. Uh, <laughs> King, Kong oh Bunny King Kong Bunny defeating the one-man gang by a countdown. There's a match. Uh, yeah. I can't believe this one, though. This one baffles me. S.D. Jones, do you recall this name? I know this was before, before you, your time, but do you recall this name? Um, I believe so. 
uh, from WrestleMania 1, he lost to King Kong Bundy nine seconds. Yeah, sounds, sounds familiar. This guy defeated Sika. Okay. What the? I know. What? That that just baffled me. He defeated Sika. Did I take a trip to the broken universe and come back a little fucking loopy? (laughs) (laughs) Dangerous Danny Davis. Remember that guy? Yep. He defeated Tito Santana by a count out. Oh well, some, uh, some, somebody was drunk on September 4th, Junkyard Dog defeated Tama of the Junkyard Dog defeated Tama of the Islanders. Jim Brunzel defeated Ron Bass, and in the final match of the first round, I don't even, I don't even know who Jim Brunzel is. Have you heard, heard that name before? Oh. Have you heard of the Killer Bees? Yeah. B. Brian Blair, jumping Jim Brunzel. I'll send you a picture. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we're gonna see Mullet Central. <laughs> given, the, given the fact it was the '80s, holy fuck. Okay, and in the final match of the opening of the first round, we had Randy Savage defeating Nikolai Volkov. Oh, big match to start off the first round. Oh, well, no, to end the first round. Or to, no, well, to, yeah. All right, that takes us to the quarterfinals. Haku versus Rick Martel ended without a winner due to time limit draw. I hate it when they do that. How do you have a time limit draw with fucking Haku? Excuse me. Then what? we get then we get a rematch from WrestleMania. One, King Kong Bundy defeating SD Joe. Well, I think we all saw that coming. Uh, Danny Davis defeated Chucker Dog by countout. And in the final match of the quarterfinals, Randy Savage defeats Jim Brunzel of the Killer Bees. Now we move over to the semifinals. Open, oh, Lord. The opening <laughs> match is Randy Savage defeating Dangerous Danny Davis. Then we have an intercontinental. I'm, I'm sorry, say that again. Randy Savage defeated Danny Davis. Oh, okay. Cool. Then we have an intercontinental championship match. Jake the Snake Roberts defeats Intercontinental Champion the Honky Tonk Man by disqualification. Oh boy. And in the finals of the King of the Ring, Randy Savage defeats King Kong Bunny to become the 1987 WBF King of the Ring. Oh Lord! Well, so, I'm sure I'm sure Randy Savage wasn't having a good night with King Kong Bundy. But, so. so, Randy Savage apparently is a two-time king. He was a king of the ring, and then he and then he won the crown again from Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh God! Don't remind me. Saw <laughs> like, that badge. Ah, uh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh God! But anyway, at least Randy Savage is a more credible king than King Corbin. Oh my uh, God! You know? God, they real—they really need to resurrect the King of the Ring tournament just so we no longer have to hear King Corbin. Now, because... now, Ben, will you be here next week? 
next Saturday, or I believe you said you come back on the 12th? Uh, yeah. Um, so, um, worst comes, worst comes to worst, we can do, um, let me see. Uh, what, what well, well, my reason for asking is I'm looking at uh, the next event. Yeah, so um yeah, I can I can probably do the podcast on the on the um on the twelfth, yeah. Yeah, because I we come back that that day, so um are you sure do you want to take that day off? So yeah, actually you know what? Let's can we do the show on us uh, on um on like Monday after Raw? And then we'll just um, we'll just double up and then have the no uh, actually we can't we I I do uh, another show on Monday okay can we do it on Sunday then yeah on the thirteenth yeah all right let's take a look at what we have on September thirteenth <clears throat> your options on this date are. WCW Fall Brawl 98, WWE Breaking Point 2009, and basically they have a whole bunch of CMLL and uh, Evolve uh, events. So your two uh, options are WCW Fall Brawl 98 or WWE Breaking Point 2009. Uh, fall, bra- fall Brawl. Let me fall Brawl 98. Let me just uh, just be, because I'm surely curious. Um, let me check the card while. Uh, well, I already have the card actually in front of me right now. Okay, just give me a give me a give me a rundown and of that card. Okay, so basically we saw we have Chris Jericho defending his television championship. Um, who and two Guerrero defending the cruiserweight, and then we and then uh, the main event is a war games match. Okay, yeah, definitely fall brawl. All right, so for sure that will be next Sunday. We will be go back in time to September 13, nineteen ninety eight for fall brawl ninety eight. Absolutely. All right, that way, see bring to a close. Absolutely, and uh, we're uh, we're actually doing, we're actually doing better on time. We're uh, we're not we're not going over two hours. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, for my co-host, he's Ben. I'm Elio. He's gonna be piercing barriers all week, having fun on his vacation. Yeah, I'm gonna be raising all kinds of hell, baby. You can you can bet your ass uh, on that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Ben, and, uh, have, have a great week. I will indeed. And we'll and, talk uh, to you next uh, Sunday. Yes, and Elio, just be prepared because Sunday um, it might be a little bit interesting. I might be a little sunburned, a little bit, uh, a little bit too happy, uh, oh. but uh, but nonetheless, it'll oh, it'll make it'll make for an interesting show. So make sure you get your sleep and. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, if WWE doesn't put you to sleep before uh, before next Sunday, we would uh, appreciate your uh, pitching it once again right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast 
where unlike WWE, you won't regret pressing play and listening to us. No, and, and so, uh, especially when I get to play around with all the controls. Yeah, yeah, you're you're really you're really having fun in the new command center. It's awesome. Discovered. I have a great time here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so um, yeah, but we'll uh, we'll get the, we'll get this show up for you and um, enjoy all out. And uh, in the meantime, uh, have a good one, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. So my host Ben, I'm Elio. We'll talk to you all next week. Take care and be safe. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. You've been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor. And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore Taking your breath, stealing your mind And all that was real is left behind Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you It's only this moment, don't care what comes after Your fever dream, can't you see, getting closer Just surrender, cause you feel the feeling taking over 